This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great. Because when I want my spicy shrimp pad thai, I want it on time. Because, baby, there's no time like the present, especially when it's pad thai related. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months, $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. On time, pad thai, baby. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at $9.99 each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favorite podcasts. Welcome along to Let's Till I Die TV. Um, you can find us on YouTube if you're watching, uh, along with Facebook and Twitch. I know, Twitch, eh? Trying to hold on to my youth. And if you're listening, you can get us on any of your major podcast platforms. But if you are on YouTube and you haven't done already, please do what it says at the bottom there and subscribe. Like I say, Let's Till I Die TV. Um, we're doing a series here. It's the opposition view. And what we're going to be looking at is uh, some of the main players that uh, of main teams, obviously, that we are up against in the Premier League next season. Glad to see Bournemouth back up here. Um, it's going to be like a home game for me. Uh, Ten minutes down the road on the bus instead of a, instead of a four-hour um, drive up there. Um, I'm going to start this week. And I'm, I get nervous when I do these, and it's somebody well-known. And if I say I'd be better off being sat on a commode for this, I wouldn't be far wrong. But we're going to start off with Manchester United. And a great guest, and it should have been done last night. Apologies, he had uh, he had family issues, so he couldn't make it. They always come first. But we'll bring him in. Uh, it's a name you'll all know. Uh, Rodri Giggs. Good afternoon, sir. I mean, you right? Yeah. How the devil are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm... Uh... 
Well, I'm saying I'm good. I've ruptured my Achilles about six, seven weeks ago, but so I'm in a boot and I've got another six weeks left. But apart from that, yeah, I'm good. Painful, painful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting old, that's what it is. You were with your lad last night and you say training went on long. Are you, I've got to ask you because I, um, I, I did uh, the FA um, coaching part one, which was basically, I like to call enthusiastic dad level. <laughs> just again, Maggie, are you on a, do you get involved or do you stand on the uh, on sideline? Uh, well, I, I'm actually the manager of the. Oh, well, <laughs> the well manager. You, you do get involved then. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, the, only way I, the only way I probably would have been, I, I used to be involved in football, but saying that, I've got back involved again with it. So, yeah, I'm joint manager with me, and uh, he does a old. He, he takes uh, Old Trafford juniors, so really? he's got multiple teams. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking after the under eights, so uh, but yeah. it's all it's all good fun. It is, it is. Uh, big up to talk Man United there. Welcome along, mate. And just a quick mention: if you haven't already, Cancer versus Football, his big um, YouTube play, um, YouTube page, and his Twitter as well. I think it's cat is it oh it's either football versus cancer i can never remember cancer versus football it's in the description below on youtube get over there and give him support it's a good 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 cause um yet you're talking there sort of you've, you know you've ruptured you were you trying to tackle some of the late year old no, I, I, I turned around i thought someone kicked me but there was no one there it just just went on it one of those injuries like you never believe how this happened moment yeah yeah it was literally nothing i was just like chesting the ball down put my foot down it went pop yeah. oh well that, you see this is why i've spent my entire life saying that uh, watching sport is good for you actually taking part in it is bad for you um and i always say that the man that invented jogging died whilst he was jogging so, um, that, that is why but that that is why i am very overweight and look like the man that ate all the pies but uh, you did have a sort of a, a mini career before we started off and i didn't realize this obviously because i did a bit of homework but talkie united of all places yeah i was um i was a naughty boy at school and i got expelled and it was it was featured in the paper and then through that they got in touch with me and asked me on trial. Uh, went down for um, for a week, I think it was, and halfway through the week, kind of enjoyed it and, and got into it. Asked to stay another week, and then after that week, they asked me to sign the two-year contract. So went home, uh, obviously got the stuff together, and then back when the preseason started, went down there. Of course, the big question you've got to ask when it's talking United is, did you meet Helen Chamberlain? <laughs> um, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> oh, um, well, I mean, no. you should, should have put that in your contract. For those that are younger, check out some old Soccer AM shows. Uh, I'll ask you for no, it, it, was, it, was, it was a good time. It was... Um... It was probably what probably probably my biggest one of my only well a couple it was probably one of my only biggest regrets because you know I messed about too much down there and ended up getting sent home. But yeah, that was my football career over with then. So back home, just getting in trouble, messing about. So to, to be honest with you, we all look back, don't we, and think, oh yeah, that was my that was my chance, you know. Yeah, that was probably that was probably because I was enjoying it. I was I was close. I was only sixteen. I was a, a whisker away from just getting into the first team. Yeah, yeah, and just uh, it all ended in tears, and ended up back home. Yeah, but you you ended up at um, FC United of Manchester. First of all, uh, I went left. I left Turkey. I was um, I went to Scotland, playing for Livingston for six to nine months. Come back, then went to London, worked as an estate agent, didn't kick a football for two years. Yeah. Then come back to uh, Manchester and I started with Salford City, playing with Salford City. And, I don't know, that's, that's my Alexa that's gone off. That... <laughs> I don't know what you did, but you, you said Scotland and it was giving me a, a history of Scotland. And <laughs> then I went to and then Salford City, then I ended up at Bangor City, then I come back and I went to Salford, then Mosley, and then ended up at FC United. 
Yeah. And then back at Sol back to Salford City again. But I want to say it ended up back to Salford City playing yeah. and then you ended up managing it as well. Yeah, it was it, we, they had the manager there. There was there was fighting relegation every year for about three or four years, and um, I remember the, the chairman and one of the coaches took over. Um, by October, we had about three points and it wasn't going very well. So I just said, "Let me do it. Let me take over." I took over. We ended up getting mid table, um, and then next season coming mid table. Then at the end of the season, I just left. They were they were talking about you know replacing me and stuff like that. I just I just wasn't having it, so I just left. Yeah, uh, Turf, uh, which is Dan, says, hi, Rodri, hope you're well, good to see you again. Um, and and Rodri's looking there thinking, do I no, know I remember you? it's the kid from Burnley, <laughs> I did a podcast him a couple of months ago. Yeah, yeah, um, he is easily forgettable. I try and forget him all the time, but it's really <laughs> difficult. Rudy, you've asked the question. Commiserations for the relegation, by the way. <laughs> I never mentioned the fact that they're no longer a Premiership team or Premier League team. You know, I, I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. Bye bye, Exciting, though, because they've got Vincent Company and they've got a few exactly. players coming in. Yeah, so exactly. they've kept a few players. So, yes, they've lost a few good players. But do, do you regret sort of ever not taking it further with, with management at all? Um, well, um... No, not really. Not not really. I still don't really really haven't stopped. Um, I may get back into it, but you know, no, not really. It, it just happened. I, I wouldn't have done it any other club because it was my hometown club. Well, same hometown club, born in, born in Cardiff, but you know, I've lived in Salford for forty years, so this is where I've grown up. And um, yeah, any other club wouldn't have done it because I was still playing and I basically retired because I couldn't do both. I just wasn't the same person yeah. as a player, as was well as a manager. As a player, I was a bit vocal and a bit you know, aggressive, and I couldn't be that person as a manager. So, yeah, I kind of stopped playing football as well. But then when I left, when I left, I went to play for FC United for a year. So, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, not really. Uh, I want to sort of jump a bit now because we're going to talk about talk Man United and then Leicester, but I want to talk Wales for you because, like you said there, you you you're born in Cardiff, World Cup the first one in fifty eight years. You know we think we've waited a long time to win it here in England. <laughs> You've waited a long time to get back there. Um, are you there just to make the numbers up? Do you think? Um... Well, uh, the last group we was in England, I think we topped that group. Or we beat, we beat, we was above England. So you know, we, you, all right, all and that's, right. That's, that's, that's a winning. That's a winning itself. Even though you know you, you you won the battle, I think we won the war by coming above you in the league. So um, yeah, yeah, you, you never know. I these, that didn't I? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. never know these competitions. You know, Bale, um, Ramsey, these players, are, are marquee players, you never turn up. You can, you never know, you know, in the Euros, but we never have thought we got to the semi finals, but we did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So yeah. You, you never know, you know yourself when these teams come out of nowhere and these World Cup runs, and yeah. like Denmark, Greece, you want to think these teams have, have won Euros mm. in the past, but they have. So it, it happens, but we'll like happen. you say, there's, no, there's no reason why not. And like you say, last time you were in the major tournament, you did get through to the semis. Um, I just think in the World Cup, it's, it's a little bit different. You've got a lot more stronger teams. There are South Americans now. Uh, obviously, the Europeans, you've got to deal with it too. African teams, you know, it's, it's a lot more stronger. But the Euros is a lot more weaker, I would say. But, yeah, the World Cup, is it's been a lot more difficult to get to the World Cup. Quarterfinals, you'd be more than happy with because, you know, it's the first time you've ever been in a World Cup but for 50-odd yeah. years. But, yeah, quarterfinals, you'd be over the moon with. But... As long as, as long say, as we get through the group, if we beat England, then you know that, that's just another win-win. <laughs> oh, you had to get that one in, didn't you? <laughs> in fairness, I mean, obviously, I, I'm English, so I want England to win, etc., etc. <laughs> Always want England to win; it would just never happen. But uh, I mean, the good news is the fact that you got there, which meant that Scotland didn't. Yeah, I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry I, I love Wales, if only for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ukraine beat him, so we, we, we didn't have the chance to beat him. So, but I think Ukraine, we got them. Just you know, they, they, they haven't played for a long time. Some of them, mm. they had a big game on the Wednesday, and they got to travel to Wales. Uh, it's, a, it's a big ask, even though they did very, very well. Just Wales were too mm. good on the night, and they just ran out of gas. I think. 
and I mean, you, I mean, I watched the game, uh, and I say congratulations to Wales going through. Um, I, I think the fact is that, that I have less support for Wales, let's say, as a team than I do with um, um, uh, Scotland. But I think, I mean, it was it was a lucky goal, wasn't it? I mean, it was, you know, the free kick was going in; it, it was a known goal. Obviously, you take it, but I just, you know, is there a little bit of you that thinks like? You know, we're there, so it doesn't matter. Or you know, we maybe should have done you know better and taken the game by the scruff of the neck. Um, yeah, for about thirty seconds, I felt sorry for him. Then I thought, fifty-eight years, just get there. We just need to get there. So yeah, yeah just happy to get there. It was a great atmosphere. Um, yeah, when you've been waiting fifty-eight years to get somewhere, you just don't care how you get there. You just want to get there. I know that's fair enough. And, and you mentioned before Gareth Bale. I mean, he's the iconic player for you. And, you know, there were other players, including uh, Danny Ward, obviously Leicester's reserve goalkeeper, turned out quite a bit for you. I mean, Wales, is it is it a one-man team? Or, you know, if Gareth misses a game at all? No, no, definitely. Because Gareth's missed a few games in, in, in competition to, to get in prior to getting to the... the I think that what the previous managers have done have breeded youth, so they've got experience, and now you're reaping the rewards of that. Because you know, uh, Harry Wilson, Rondon, uh, Nico Williams, uh, I could go on. There's about there's about ten or twelve players now that that have gained that experience over the last three or four years, and now you're reaping the rewards of that. The midfield as well. So, yeah, Daniel James. You could just go on and on. And yeah. The, the keeper that you just mentioned. So. Yes, you, you, you're going to miss them a, a long period of time, but when you, you miss them for one or two games, you can get through it because you, you've blooded that quality and you've got the quality in depth now as well. Okay, yeah. Uh, and you say your hopes are, how far are you? So you mentioned the quarterfinal before. Realistic hopes, what do you think Wales can achieve? Um. But you never know. Do you, you obviously get through the group? Uh, how does it work now? Is it is it, is it last thirty two, last sixteen, last yeah. eight? So, you know, to win a quite win a um, knockout game would would be good. And and then from there, you know, anything can happen. You know, penalties. We've seen it umpteen times recently that these games go to penalties because they're so tight. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm going to ask this. Um... Beating England and not qualifying out the group, or qualifying out the group and not beating England. <laughs> no, qualifying out the group. You know, you got to qualify out the group. Yes, you got to beat England. We've done that. We, we, you know, yeah, it's not. It's not. No, we got beat off England last time. Yet we we come higher in them in the group, and and we went further in them in the group for a second time. I might add so. Uh, I, I, I just wondered what what sort of would have meant more, you know, if you if you don't no, go, you know, progress as far as possible. Beating England, yeah, it'd be good, but you know, ultimately you want to go as far as you can in in, in, this, in the World Cup, not yeah. just beating it, beating England. You know, that's a small small mentality if you want to be, be thinking like that. I don't think yeah. if we think like that. And of course, depending where we end up in the group, um, we play first or second in Group A. One of us could be facing uh, Holland. Yeah, exactly. We, no, well, it it comes to the last game, doesn't it? The last mm. game, uh, it, it might be we might have both qualified. Yes. So, yeah, uh, they could feel the the squad team uh, players that are at the game. So you just never know. Hopefully, we, we're in that position and we can do that. But. Because um, USA it'll be tough and and Iran will be tough as well. They're, they're going to be not no walkovers. So, um, but looking at it, you'd probably say, and I think most people I've spoken to, and I've done World Cup prediction shows and what have you, you know, it's England and Wales should be the two that go through. Yeah, yeah. You, USA would think differently the way they're going on about the way they're talking, but yeah, I, I would say. You know, if we perform to our maximum, we'd beat USA, we'd beat Iran comfortably. England, it's a different story, obviously, but by then we'd be qualified, so it doesn't really yeah. matter. Quick, very quickly before we go on to Man United, the women's Euros, have you been watching it at all? Uh, I've watched it briefly. I haven't watched the full game yet. I've watched um, I watched the, the first game 
Mm. Well, one nil. Yeah. And then I watched a few, about 20 minutes of the, when it went to four or five, I just switched off. <laughs> well, you're not used to that being a Wales fan, are it's... you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, just, it's, just, uh, it's just, yeah, it's just, uh, when it gets oh, like that, it's not, it's not competitive. Even though Norway have got some really good players as well, yeah. so I'm surprised by the results. So, but I it can happen, obviously, like Southampton yeah. got beat 9 1, as, as someone's mentioned and talked about this week, so it can happen. Mm, you, wouldn't think that that, you wouldn't think it would happen in the World Cup, but. No, no, but did but I mean, have you enjoyed what you've seen? How, you know, have you looked? I mean, you know, it's progressing, isn't it? Women's football, yeah. No, I've got to be honest but, with you, talking as a fan of the team that got beaten 4 0 by Hungary not so long ago in the Nations League, it's good watching some uh, some decent football for a while. No, it's just it's just the process it's going to take from 20 years, they've come on so much, and mm. you know, technically now they're, they're really, really good. It's just the speed aspects that they just need to click up a bit, but they will do. It's just a process now. It's yes. probably, yeah. you know, some 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 countries they won't even allow to play football. So I think that was in yeah. Brazil. So women. So, but yeah, it's just coming on leaps and bounds now. It's only going to get bigger and better. The money's coming yeah. into it now. The crowds are full. You know, Old Trafford, the first game was seventy-five thousand. So. Yeah. It was following, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah once yeah. you once you get people coming in and, and people come to watch, then that's when you get more money in it, and then you get you get, you get more facilities, more things, and it'll just move the game on. Yeah, indeed. Well, we're going to get to the um, nitty gritty now and talk uh, <laughs> Premier League teams. Uh, I don't think there's going to be more uh, uh, off this you or me, but we'll uh, just play a quick, very very quick jingle. This is what we ask you to do. And then um, we'll get back to talking Man United. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favourite podcast platform. Or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow and join in now. So, yep, welcome back. Manchester United, uh, Rodri, last season. Um, it all kind of went tipped up a little bit, didn't it? Well, that's an understatement, yeah. Um, just the shambles from top to bottom, yeah. Yeah, um, I, mean, I think you probably could say, out of the squad, let me think, two players you could probably all help have the help, head mm. up high, uh, Ronaldo and De Gea, the rest, yeah, not, not good enough. I mean, is it? I mean, I, I'm obviously a lot older than yourself, um, and I can remember pre, and I always say this pre Alex Ferguson days when, you know, between Busby and Ferguson, United basically were sort of second best or even third or fourth best to, to Liverpool. Yeah. Ferguson came in and made you, let's face it, the best club probably in Europe for many years. And you would, you know, he just turned it around. And he made it, he made Man United what they are today. But it went on for so long, which was good for you, that though so many of the fans these days probably don't remember the Man United of pre-Ferguson. Yeah, so I go back to probably my first memories is probably in 85, so when they won the FA Cup against Everton. So, mm. uh, But it, before that and after that, it, it wasn't very good. And so obviously Ferguson got there and, yeah, Europe. I, I wouldn't. I would disagree. I think they've, they've well underachieved. You know, the, the twenty odd years of his there, only winning it twice for me um, was an underachievement. Right. They should be. They should be winning it at least four or five. I would say there was times in a bit game beat off Dortmund and, and other teams with really just buying Leverkusen. The teams they should have been should have been progressing and winning it. Um, but league, yeah, dominant. And, yeah, it's just gone to pot from manager, from bringing wrong decisions, wrong player. But it looks like, you know, by the sounds of it and what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing, you know, I know I'm not, I'm not taking anything about the, the, the Liverpool game. Pre-season games are just a, just a joke. Yeah. You know, I know myself, you can win all your pre-season games and have a bad start of the season. You can lose all your pre-season games and have a great start of the season. It's all about getting fitness. So the results are, yeah, they don't really. They? Obviously, that huge sort of anti-glazier um, contingent yeah. of Man United. Uh, I mean, yeah. we're lucky. We, we, we love our owners for everything they've done for the club and for, for Leicestershire as a whole. 
are they so i mean you know whilst they were there and it was with ferguson i think i guess there was still a kind of an underlying sort of dislike for them but when it was well, all when, it, when about, it masks a lot of things doesn't it yes yeah it was what i'm going to say you know it's funny how it changes do you think it would have been any different if it had been any other owners because how do you follow somebody like we said this when we had martin o'neill for, for success for us was sort of five or so seasons in the premier league three league cup finals winning two how do you follow that how the hell do you follow somebody well, well, as good as sir alex ferguson you 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 progress as a club uh, yeah. uh, it doesn't help when when you, your neighbors uh, are progressing quicker and better than you are yeah in facilities infrastructure everything um where Manchester United's got the same old training ground for 20 years the grounds falling to pieces so they're they're taking multiple millions out of the club a year and still got 500 million pounds out I'm sure it was like yeah. that when they started so um yes they, they, they've, they've been getting I, I, you know, I do agree with people say yes. So they're spending. Yes, they've been spending money, but who they've been spending money on? Mm. Fellaini, Falcao, all, all these, all these names you can. You know, Baston Schweinsteiger, mm. all these names that hasn't fit to the team that I don't know necessarily the manager wanted or did he want. I don't know who was making these decisions. I don't know. Obviously, no Edward Wood is now. You know great in the, the business side but incompetent mm. on the football side because you no know, initially tells you that, that, that but not has great. has what alex ferguson did been almost like an albatross around the club's neck if you like because everybody that came in and for me when alex so alex left that team needed rebuilding more than just say fellaini and yes and yes it did things. but people seem to forget it was just still a premier league winning squad that he left yeah. Yeah, they won the Premier League that year. So and, and to drop drast drastically so much, um, and then just go even worse every year. So every year where we'd get second in the league, and then you know try and kick on, and then just go worse. Change the manager, Solskjaer get second, and then the next season get worse. Um, yeah, I just think it needs someone to come in like this guy looks like yeah. disciplinary. Disciplinary is a clear clear view, clear philosophy in how he wants to play. He's got good background, good history. He's, he's won things wherever he's been and he's improved players and made players better. And that's what we need because we've got exciting, quick, you know, players, but, you know, they're not performing. It just needs a person to get hold of them and have a clear view in how he wants to play and, uh, you know, and express that to him. And, by all accounts, what I'm seeing on training videos and, and the way they play. Uh, yeah, it's all positive. You just need to add a few more additions to, to the squad because obviously yeah. the squad is quite clearly not strong enough. And do you think, I mean, looking at what Moyes is now um, achieving with West Ham, was he given enough time, do you think, following on from, from Sir Alex? Or no, was the no. job just too big for him? No, he wasn't given enough time. No, we'll never know, but you know, I just think it was the wrong appointment anyway. You know, yeah, because you, you did get some good, you know, some big names in. I mean, you know, Louis Van Gaal. I mean, you know, I know he, you know, he was in charge when we beat you 5 3. <laughs> and I had to mention that if I hadn't mentioned that, <laughs> my fan base would be on to me forever. But it was a, a it was one of those I was there moments, I'm afraid. And I, I still, I still to this day apologize to the lady sat next to me whose lap I ended up in when we scored the fifth goal. I don't know who she is, I'm still apologizing to her. I mean, he was a World Cup winner, you know, it, 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 but again, nothing just seemed to be going right. Now you you then went to no, but are these managers on you know are these managers on decline or would they give the right backing? Would they give the right players? You should, oh, it's, you know, what is they, that all, they, they all were, they all weren't given enough time. They mm. all weren't, they should at least be given three years to, to at mm. least in my view, and, and they weren't. So Lou Van Gaal was treated like a dog when they when they were sent him after he just won the FA Cup. Yeah, um, Mourinho obviously wanted a player, they, they didn't want to back him and, and give him a new contract. But then after six months later, they don't want to back him in the transfer market. And then Ali was just, you know, he turned around a little bit. But that last game against Watford, getting beat 4 0, 
it was just um, it was bad. It was really bad, and there was only one outcome after that. I was going to say because you had Mourinho, and I was very much thinking time moves on, and maybe his style of management is no longer the sort of style. In fact, it probably isn't the same. I don't think Alex Ferguson could necessarily get away with going in and kicking all you know all the tea mugs everywhere like we used to. But Mourinho went. You know, there's very much this talk of a divided um, dressing room. Hollywood came in on a temporary contract, seemed to sort of iron that out, got you back to winning ways. And he was on a temporary contract, but then it seemed a very odd decision because you'd got a good winning streak to actually give him the permanent job before his temporary job had expired. Because as soon as he got that permanent job, then it all seemed to go wrong. Yeah, it was just, and, and yeah, and then obviously they didn't back him in the, in the transfer market. And you know, when, when it goes wrong, when Mourinho's there, it all goes wrong. You know, it, it, it becomes bitter. Yeah, it was just, it just wasn't nice at the end. And then obviously he had to go, but Dolly did change around for for a little while. But yeah, like I say, that Watford game at the end when we got beat four mm-hmm. 0 it was just, it was bad. Because he did, like you say, he did. You know, he got you a second and a fourth, I believe. In the in fact, one yeah, year. Then, then you get Ronaldo, mm. you get Varane, you get Sancho, and you think, oh, okay, we might be able to do something here. And it when we finish six, whatever, whatever we finished on, no, uh, probably the worst finish that, that I can remember. Mm. But I mean, I I say I looked at it this season, like I say, and. I know when you got fourth that year, it was at our expense and we dropped out on the last day. But it just seems that this is Man United, which to me, and all you know, all banter aside, etc., it is a huge club. You have had a huge success. You're one of the biggest clubs in Europe. And there you are having to take on a temporary manager. The manager should be walking barefoot over broken glass, surely, to come and manage Man United. And if you went to somebody, they should say, yes, so when do you want me? And you just pay whatever is needed. Well, this is why you, you get the the protest has, has progressed more, because it just shows you there's, there's clearly no uh, you know, authority figure knowing what they're doing at the club. Because yeah. in the right mind, would you ever see that happen at Real Madrid or Barcelona? It just wouldn't happen. Mm. Um, it's just unheard of. And obviously, yeah. as a player, you're going to think to yourself, well, I'm not going to listen to this dick because he's not going to be here in six months. He might not be even be here. Or yeah. you, don't, you don't like his training sessions or he said something you don't like. Anything like that. It just gives... It's just, And these players will take that opportunity and, and run, run with it because not everyone's happy in the squad. Everyone wants to play. And there's some big names in that team. And obviously, yeah. by all accounts, people leaking stories... Which is never, which is unheard of in an Old Trafford in training ground. So, it's do you just, think, uh, that, you know, it's all very well getting big names in, if you like, and you know, you've got the draw to be able to do that, as, as for example, like Liverpool, etc., and, and you know, Man City and Chelsea, you know, the so-called big six. But is it a case sometimes of buying the name rather than buying? whether the person will fit in and well, fit in yes that's where we've been going wrong yeah mm. yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah you just need to and, and this is why this manager you know he knows what he wants to be successful because he's, he's done it multiple times wherever he's been so yeah. he's got a formula so he obviously clearly knows what he wants and so uh, it's just good that he's making the transfers or he's identify who he wants and, and they go and get him, not someone else upstairs who doesn't know nothing about football. Do, bringing do, players in because they're a big name. Exactly, yeah. I mean, talking of that, obviously, the, the obvious one that springs to mind is Ronaldo. I mean, was he... Did did Ori at the time, obviously, but did the club really want him back? Did they need yeah, him see, back? Or was yeah. it just a case of we didn't see, want Man City to get him? See, this, Ronaldo's a one-off. So I disagree with that. I'd always take Ronaldo. He's a goal machine. He scores goals. He's 36, 37. So he scored 25 goals still. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot more than the Leicester Jamie Vardy. So, um, and, and, and a lot of others that you wouldn't have thought of. But, you know, he's 37. Other players like Fellaini, like I mentioned before, 
that Bastian Steinschweiger, the, the, the foul cow, it goes on and on. Um, the other kid who's just gone, um, Cavani. Mm-hmm. Um, these players, it's just not a clear plan and it's just put plugging square pegs in round holes. And do you think, I mean, like you said, I mean, Ten, Ten Hag is, I think, is probably the best chance you've got of getting back to where you were if he's given that time. I mean, do you think the fans will accept that? I mean, I had an Arsenal fan on, I was talking on his channel a couple of weeks ago, and he said, oh, I'm fed that we're not winning. When are we going to win the Premier League again? And I said, well, look, you know, Liverpool had to wait 30 years, mate. So it, it could be a bit of a wait for you. And do you think, you know, he's obviously got a long-term plan. He's come in, and it reminds me very much of Conte coming into Tottenham, you know, that he's come in and said, right, I'm running this. This is what I want. But it's, I'm not going to get you, you know, the Premier League next season. Might be top six, might be top four, whatever. Do you think the fans, as much as the club, do you think the fans will give him the time to do that if they see it going in the right direction? Yeah, yes, um, because you know, you know, of times, of times of late, you know, you're under pressure from the start. If you lose a few games, but by the by looking at him, by speaking to him, by knowing his history and the way he wants to play, he's, he's going to be given time and. Yes, you know what you know as well as I do when you've seen the United fans come to away games. They support the manager, they support yeah. the team. 2-0 down, 3-0 down, they'll still carry on singing to the end. They'll still clap the team off to the end. It's just the, the social media backlash that, that, that seems to be going on these days that people get a lot of stick from. So, But other than that, no, the real fans of Manchester United are all giving time because that's what... That's what managers need, and yeah. it's a big. It's not. This is not an easy fix. We've just finished sixth. The, the the manager's been sacked. The new manager come in. There's a player. A lot of players left leaving. There's a lot of players coming in. So it's going to take at least two or three years. Mm. And, and hopefully he will be given that time. And I think he's probably is like I say. You know, we've, <laughs> if you're going to look, if you're going to laugh at a team about sort of managerial appointments, Tottenham is the one to do it at. You know, they took Nuno on, which was about their 25th choice, and they finally got Conte, and he seems to be the man that's standing up to Daniel Levy. And I think Ten Hag, you know, like I said, if he's given time, if you do things his way, because there's no point taking a manager on, give him a year or so, give him the signings that he wants, only to get rid of him and get somebody else in, that's then going yeah. to change it all round again and you're starting again. Yeah, listen, listen. if they're, if they're coming fourth or fifth every season for... for this season coming and next season, I'm pretty sure it won't, it won't last very long. But you know, as long as they're progressing, they're, they're challenging, they get getting better, mm. and maybe challenging for a cup or two. You know, that that'll that'll suit the Manchester United fans for now, but not not for not for too long because you know mm. this is Manchester United and we need to get back from where we was. But it's going to take time because you know we've got City that, that are miles away, we've got Liverpool miles away. Chelsea just signed Raheem Sterling. They look like yeah. the boy from Lazio and and Napoli that's that's good, centre half, strong. So it's, yeah, it's not going to Tottenham look really strong with Conte now and what they've brought in. You know, Leicester will be up there again because they had a poor season. You've got Newcastle, you've got Aston Villa look strong. So yeah. it's difficult. It's very difficult. So you've just got. To, Get the trust the manager. Make sure you get these signs in that we've been after. That's been dragging on for for weeks now. Pay the money. Get Nigel De Jong in. Get the centre half in. And there's three, you know, pretty good signs that were signed, and we can go from there. Yeah, uh, I'm just looking here when I was checking the stats. Honestly, Ollie, Ollie, when he, his winning stat was 54.17%. Alice's was only, I thought it would be higher than this, 59.67. But it's not all about winning. It, like you say, it's like the performance sometimes. Performance, discipline. Um, you could see things are slapped off. Mm. Um, yeah, you could see things are slapped off. He's obviously come in, this new guy. They've been at nine o'clock, they're training for longer. Uh, they're doing press ups and sit ups when they concede a goal, so everything's changed. Everything mm. seems to be now about winning. You know, if you don't win, do you press up? Do you sit up? So everything's designed about winning, winning and losing, and 
you know, it's, it's all good signs what, what I'm looking at. So you just got to wait and see because, you know, people get overexcited when they see a 4 0 result against Liverpool, but just a pre season, they don't mean nothing. They do. Excuse the police sirens in the back. It's honestly not me they're coming for. Um, <laughs> two Leicester players I want to mention to you. First one, um, Harry Maguire. Now, he was a player, and I, and I quote this when I when I look at sort of when I'm talking about players at Leicester sign and other clubs coming for them on, on and take them offers. It seems that the bigger clubs, and this may change under Ten Hag, but the bigger clubs like to get the ready-made player, where Leicester tend to go for like you know for Farno who is maybe not heard of yet, where somebody will take a risk on him. And you know these other clubs, you know that like I said, that next level down, if you like, take that step. Eighty million for Maguire. Is he as bad as Manchester United fans seem to be saying? Because when he left us, he, he was an England regular, which he still is, in fairness. But you know, he, he was a good defender. We didn't want him. We didn't want him to go. If we're honest, um, is he that bad now? No, he's, he's just had a bad year. No, the first couple of years he was okay. He was good. Uh, second year was good. Back come second in the league. Everyone, everyone apart from the two players I mentioned before at Manchester United had a bad season last year. Yeah. So you can't just point out Harry Maguire. You just Harry Maguire is going to be pointed out because he's cost eighty million pounds and because he's captain of Manchester United. That's plain and simple. You know, Paul Pogba got the stick because he was ninety odd million pound. It's the price tag. It's not his fault. Mm. I'm going to say because you, you like you say we've got the same problem having not had a good season last season. Uh, you. Fans like to sometimes pick on players, uh, but somebody that's been linked with moving away and in. <laughs> no, centre half. Not, sorry to interrupt, but centre half. It's, it's 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 not a single position. It's you. You've got to have a good partner next year. You could have a game in your life, and you can see three goals, and, and that could be nothing. Nothing to, down to you. It could be down yeah. to you, your partner. So, yeah, it's, it's just had, everyone just had a bad season. That's all. This is it, like you say, you know, one bad player doesn't necessarily mean that you've had a, a bad game. It can take two or three to sort of, you know, to, to mean that you, that you lose because you always, you know, if it's one player, you can always re replace them. But yeah, I think if he was having a stinker of a season, I mean, the, only, mm. the England captain wouldn't have kept picking, the England manager wouldn't have kept picking him. So he yeah. didn't really do that bad. It's just Manchester United, you know, it's it's a brighter spotlight. The Manchester yeah. United. In. You know, it doesn't yeah. help when you're posting your stats when you've just been beat on your Instagram. That doesn't help. So, yeah, it's mm. just just a bad season all around. Yeah, I think sometimes you may, maybe just have a, a think before you post anything. That might be yeah. the best idea. But the other player, that, a Leicester player that you, you've been linked with, not as much as Arsenal, that's Yuri Tillemans. Uh, yeah. I mean, as, as Leicester fans, this is going on almost as much as the Man United Sancho saga. We're at the point now where either sign or go. Make your mind up because at the moment we're just in total limbo. Is he a player? Do you think that uh, would fit into your squad? What's he got left? He got a year left. Him. He's got a year left. Um, he wanted Champions League football. Uh, the problem is that we had a good. We had two good seasons. And had this been sort of this time last, you know, after the end of last, the season before last, it would have been different because we just finished fifth and we qualified for Europe again. Uh, where now we had a sort of an iffy season for, for different reasons, and we only just sort of scraped eighth, and, and we were, we got to a Europa conf uh, the conference semi-final uh, of the Europa. Um, it, it's just that the, the offer seemed to have dried up. We've had a we've had an offer on the table for. What a all over that year now, you know, and uh, and he it is him that is holding out, so he will either the only offer, serious offer that looks like it is coming from Arsenal. And if Arsenal came in now with a year to go and said, Here's 30 million, they'd get him, or you know, or Man United, if they did, you'd get him. But whether he's going to sort of sign that one year extension if an offer doesn't come in, or you know, just to make sure that we don't lose him for nothing. I don't know, but he definitely sees his future away from Leicester. I think um, you're obviously targeting Nigel Young. If that, if, if that comes up, I don't think Tillemans would be going to Old Trafford, but 
you know, possibly might be wanting to run his contracts out and he's got to pick an array of choices at the end of the season if Leicester let him get to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know whether Leicester can do any more, to be honest with you, other than, you know, we put a contract on the table. I don't think he would let it run down so that he went for nothing uh, because he's kind of hinted that, you know, if no offers come in, he'd probably sign a sort of a short extension with some clauses in there that would get him out. But obviously, Ten Hag has been linked with him. I would say, do you think they're serious links, or is he not? Well, well if, if we get Nigel Dion, Christian Eriksen, why would we want Tillemans? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's fair. No, 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 by no, all accounts, no. the pre-contract agreement with Eriksen and people in Barcelona trying to get Nigel Dion, where would yeah. Tillemans play? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a, that's a, that's a fair you've got, point. You've got Bruno Fernandes, you've got Christian Eriksen, you've got... You've got Fred, you've got McTominay, mm. and then you've got Nigel Dion coming in. Yeah, Tillemans, he, he, he won't get a game. Yeah. Well, mm. he won't get a game. That's being disrespectful. He would, but it'd be a lot of competition. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that he wouldn't get as many games, let's say, as if he was to go not, somewhere not. where he'd be a natural starter. He wouldn't yeah, get 30, right. 40 plus like he would at Leicester, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, I'm looking at Leicester. I mean, you know, we've, we've come from, you know, nowhere, if you like. We've got a bit of money, you know, in the ownership now. We won the Premier League, um, you know, six or seven years ago. What what do you see? Do you look at Leicester and think they're, they're a well-run club, you like them? Or do you think, well, you know, swap them away and they shouldn't deserve to be at the top table and what have you? Oh, no, it's not. In the last 10 years, what, what makes a club so... No, so good and and, and remem memorable. You know, it's history, and and you've yeah. had some you've had some good history in the last ten years, but you've had some really sad history as well. So, yeah. and it, it all adds to it. And but you know, you seem to have come now to to be in that discussion as a, as a top six, top seven team. Mm. You know, you've got to put Leicester in that. That's you hear the commentators and the pundits say now. So, and that's all from ownership being run the right way, training ground facilities, top-notch, brand new. Uh, and yeah, and just having a good vibe around the place and, and knowing what they're doing, bringing the right managers at the right time uh, and just doing things the right way. It's just yeah. it's, it's not, it's not rocket science. It's really not. I, I think it's just, it's just been a total, what like like for yourself and, and maybe Everton as well, is one of those seasons we kind of just put down to, yeah, okay, it happened, let's get on now and let's get back. But Success breeds expectations, as, as you, you know, you, you, you well know. But it um, does, it brings a lot more fans, though, as well. But there's a lot more supporters now at Leicester since you've won the league from, from when winning the league. That just breeds yeah. the kids wanting to support Leicester. Why we want to support United? You know, we're, we're the champion, we're Premier League champions. You'd have had a lot of that at the time. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember, I remember David Deffel's video. When he yeah, was uh, the kids into... haven't grown up like you, you know, up and down, yo-yoing. These kids oh, have been grown up. Yeah, I've, uh, I, I've seen league. both ends. I tell you, it's been like it's like being on a roller coaster ride. Sometimes. Yeah, I think where was it? Filbert Street. Is that what it's called? Filbert Street. Yeah, Filbert and, Street, uh, yeah. and Martin O'Neill used to. We had one good stand, and as he walked out of it, you looked at what what was nicknamed the shed opposite, which is like a wooden thing. He, he, and Martin O'Neill used to say he had to reverse players out so that they came out, they could just see. Yeah, what you call a proper ground, on it? Proper ground. Oh, well, yes. Yeah, the, those were the days. Uh, smell, the smell, smell, smell your dogs. Yeah, I remember, I always remember David Beckham as well. I did a, I don't know whether it was, uh, a, a, it was just some American football soccer fan he was spending the, uh, some time with, it was being videoed, and he asked him who he supported, and it was during the, when we were winning the league, <laughs> expecting him to say Man United, and he said, oh, Leicester City. <laughs> and they just didn't know where to go with it. But uh, but just finally, some, some sort of questions from people that are watching here. Uh, Rudy, good afternoon, sir. Uh, asked, will Man United finish in the top four? Yes. Oh, very, very good prediction there. I'm, yes. I'm trying to think. I did my predictions the other day on the, on the show. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, I, I put Man United. No, I can't. Uh... People will be surprised how... How a coach, well, people will be surprised saying, How is he, how is this team the same team as last year? Yeah. It's just yeah. purely by coaching. That's it. it. 
makes all the difference, doesn't it? You know. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I've got you as seventh. I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but how about you, Bob Lester, though? So that would make you eight, so wouldn't it? Would that make you yeah, eight? Exactly, yeah. I have actually got us as eight, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but we're, 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 all, we're all pundits, we're all managers, and we all get it wrong, um, I think. Um, Dan says here, uh, if there's something you could go back and do now in football, what would it be? Director, scout? Uh, what If there's something you could go... Do you know what you could go back and do uh, in football? Um, what would you? What would it be like to do? Player, no, director, um, no. Obviously, when I when I left to stop playing at FC United, I run FC United Academy for two and a half years. So yeah. I would like to do that because it was I enjoyed. It. I was semi-successful. You know, I got seven or eight players playing for the first team through it. So, mm. but yeah, it's what I'm good at. It's young players. Just at, yeah, so working yeah. with a probably academy players then probably do probably that's what people are most suitable suitable to do yeah and Renny says here uh which club did you hate do you hate more man city chelsea liverpool spurs or arsenal 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 really well done sir <laughs> i love that answer because uh, leicester fans hate them most as well at the moment yeah arsenal. Um, yeah he goes back a lot he goes back arsenal a long time so yeah arsenal Plus, they're just, just irritating. Irritating. Yeah. 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 he also goes on to ask if you remember the five, three, and four, and we won't, we won't, we won't go there. We won't go there at all. Every, um, who's that? Who's that? Rene. Rene. Rene yeah. every, every dog has its day. You should, should remember that. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to be careful what, what you say. It always comes back and bites you on the bum. Uh, um, Turf had another question somewhere, if I can just find it. Uh, does it annoy you when you look at how much football is evolved in terms of young players not doing any dirty work to earn their stripes compared to, say, an 18-year-old being flashed without kicking a ball? Yeah, that's the snowflake mentality we live in now. No, you can't you, clean boots. You can not clean any boots. Yeah. So that's what we had to do. We had yeah. to, we had, I, when I was at Torquay, we, was, we had two players' boots that we had to... Uh, mine was Darren Moore actually, the Sheffield Wednesday manager. Darren Moore and another player, Mark Sale. They both had big feet. They're both like 11, 12. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've just been reading, I don't know if you've heard uh, a player who used to play for Leicester, Julian Jochim. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. And he went on to Villa and for some yeah. reason Coventry. I've never understood that. But he was, uh, when you're reading his autobiography, he's, you know, he, even then, and I'm going back now to sort of, only back to like the eighties, and he was saying how oh, he had to clean boots and go through it that way, and maybe yeah, was, maybe the youngsters wouldn't, but you know, wouldn't do him any harm to. Uh, you would have them. you would have a number of jobs, and your job would change weekly. So one week you in charge of cleaning the balls, the balls, if the balls are dirty, any that's your fault, and then the next week you'd be cleaning up, brushing and sweep, brushing and, and mopping the uh, first team changing rooms all week. So in match day training every week, and then it, it just you'd have different jobs, and mm. every player would have a different job every week. It was just standard. The first time we got there, or the first week, we had to wipe down every seat because they had bird crap on every seat, and we had to wipe down every seat. Luckily, it was Torquay, so there's only about four or five thousand seats. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't be doing that at Man United Old Trafford, would you? Know, yeah. <laughs> and very last question here again from Rene: Is Ronaldo going? No. He's got, he's got if, he went, if he went out, yes, we've got Marshall, but you know, can he be relied on? No, he's not going. He's not going. No. Again, my my thought going. process on this is he's like, listen, pull your finger out or I'm off. Mm. So that's why he said well, that's the only thing. Because he's not said it, it's kind of leaked out or someone from the account, Ronaldo's camp. Uh, in a week's time, you'll see Ronaldo saying, no, I'm not going anywhere. I'm Manchester United for a year, for a week, another year. Mm. So you know, it's usually Sky Sports spouting this crap. So yeah, and he's a great oh. player to have. He's you know, he's the one. Even when we saw you know in in the famous uh, final uh, World Cup of Euros, and he, he got injured, and he was on the sideline still, you know, cheering the players on. He sets high standards for himself. He wants it from others, 
and, and and shouts for it quite rightly as well. Yeah, listen, he did his job last last year. It's other people let him down. So you know, people mm. were staying at the start of the season. You know, Ronaldo's the problem. Ronaldo's the problem. If we didn't have him, we'd have been relegated, or possibly. Yes. So yeah. that's how bad we were. So yeah. we conceding three or four goals every game. Uh, so yeah, if he wasn't scoring, we would, we would have been big trouble. It's going been, to be it's been, been like Leicester trouble down there. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting <laughs> season next season. I ignored that <laughs> quite rightly. I mean, you know, there's, there's there's a lot of clubs that are going to be vying for that um, maybe fourth, but you know, maybe you know, the fifth, sixth, seventh spot. You know, there's uh, there's yourselves, Arsenal. You know, us, West Ham. It's going to be a really, really, really interesting season. Uh, I know I'll probably get slaughtered, but I do wish you all the best at Man United. Um, just not when you play us, please, obviously. Um, and, and thank you so much for coming on and giving your time up, uh, Rodri. I really, really, really do appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, mate. All the best for the season. Thank you, thank you very much. We'll see you. We'll see you in the cup final. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In my dreams. I don't, I don't mind an easy win in the final. So yeah, I'm, I'm oh. Right, I'm I'm going to quote that, and I'm going to come back at you. I'm going to if we beat you, and and as Kevin Keegan would say, I love it if we beat you. <laughs> well, we know how that we know how that turned out, don't we? So well, exactly, exactly. But all I can say I is, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. <laughs> I will love it if we beat them. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, we do know how it turned out. Well, we mate, thank you very much for giving your time up. I really do appreciate it. Um, take care of yourself and all your family and uh, like I say good luck for the season except when you play us and uh, maybe we can talk again so, maybe when we do play yeah and you mate stay safe all the best take care bye bye Oops. thanks to Rodri there very uh, <laughs> cheeky sod um, <laughs> just want an easy game in the final I'm not going to forget that I am not going to forget that. But no, great for him to give his time and come on. Thanks for the questions. Thank you for uh, watching. And if you can do, if you haven't already done it, please, you know, I, I always ask you, just do what it says there. Give us a subscribe on YouTube, Let's Little I Die TV, and I would be very, very grateful. I am going to be back at 7.45 um, with, with, <laughs> with the channel's friend, Diddy Dan. Uh, and he will be, that's like the start of a song, isn't it? Diddy, da 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 I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I'm, I'm drunk earlier today. Uh, but we'll be back at 7.45 for the watch along tonight, which is, um, for, oh, blah, blah. I've forgotten what it is. France, Belgium. Back at 7.45 with France, Belgium. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening and lending me your ears if that is how you have enjoyed the show. And like I say, see you later on tonight. Take care, behave, good night. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around.
you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.